Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And welcome to it and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. So nice to have you with us. Just about 1115. And this is our time of day that we get to bring in great professionals and talk to them not only about their businesses, but about issues that are important to you as well. And today is our day with Q3 Capital Management. Tom Verostek, one of our favorites, is in and he's going to be talking about what's called ISM. I'll let him explain in just a couple of minutes. Now, before we do welcome mm. Tom into the program, what I'm going to do is I'll give you kind of the, the rundown of how you can listen. Because you do have the opportunity to listen to us on the radio. We love you for doing it. And then you do have us uh, for with the app. You can download the ISR app wherever it is that you want to download it to, and you can listen that way. Alexa powered devices, absolutely. You can just say Alexa, play WISR 680 and that'll be enough there for you. And then of course you would have a streaming online. You can do that at WISR680.com. So you have all of that in front of you. And right now I have Tom on the phone with me. Tom, nice to talk to you again today. Welcome back to the program. Good morning, Tracy. Nice so, to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you. So I know we're talking about, I have a note in front of me, it says ISM. I'm letting you take it from there. <laughs> it's it's about mm. supply management, right? Institute for Supply Management. So that's right. Yeah. yeah, explain what that is for us, if you don't mind. Exciting, exciting stuff. Well, I'm going to try and translate it so it, it has some meaning. Um, and because basically to the naked ear, it, it sounds really boring. But uh, in these times where we consumers are experiencing inflation um, and Thus, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. That uh, that's creating real discomfort uh, for for consumers, for businesses, um, whether they want to you know, look to borrow, to expand, or to borrow to buy a vehicle or or home. All of this this uh, translates, um, and so I'm I'm kind of getting in the weeds a little bit today. But it but it uh, it's uh, I don't want to say kind of fun, but it's it's interesting because this is this is more of a uh, getting a pulse of what the economy is experiencing. So the ISM, the, the Institute for Supply Management, puts out uh, a monthly uh, gauge basically, and they, they measure it, it measures either a con contraction or expansion. So it really it's it's that straightforward. Um, so that's why I thought maybe the listeners would be interested because. It is connected, you know, uh, maybe a few dominoes up the line, but definitely connected to our daily lives. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, I guess, to understand, you know, where things are going and, and, and you know, the latest information, this is it. And it just came out last week. So, um, you know, bottom line is it's, it's a fairly simple gauge. Um, and it, it, if you hit the number at 50 is the, the line in the sand, 50. So if the numbers are over 50, it, it indicates expansion of the economy. And if they're below 50, it's contraction, really simple. So uh, after we've had really 29 consecutive months of expansion, that is that the, the gauge, the monthly number was over 50, we've now had two months below 50. And not significantly, but below 50. And so it's got everyone's attention. Um, you know, quite honestly, when it when it consistently stays above fifty, you start you kind of stop watching it, um, and, and so uh, naturally, 
it has crossed that that line in the sand and and now I'm watching it and I think a lot of other people are watching it out there so yeah it dropped to 48.4 it was 49 in November so it's not uh, drastic um, but some of the numbers you know were were significantly lower um, there's actually nine components of the index. Well, and so Tom, that, Tom, before uh, you get to um, talking about yeah. the, you know, the yeah. nine metrics and, and what they mean and things like that, can you explain to us what worries you or people in your shoes when you say it's forty-eight point four? Like, what's concerning? Is it like a thirty number? Is it a twenty number? Or is it when it drops two or three points? Like, what's concerning? Well, yeah, I mean, if it drops into the, the I mean, just dr- dropping into into contraction is got my attention okay um, so, okay because that that's because everyone's everyone's concerned about a recession right we all know a recession's coming why because that's what the fed's intent is to sl- their intent is to slow the economy thus cool inflation that's their intent now if they have to uh bring us into a recession so be it they, they will do that and and again at all at all expenses they will try to control inflation. That's the Federal Reserve's mandate. And so, uh, and, and obviously we, we can appreciate that. It, it, maybe it's not fun, but because, you know, higher interest rates and, and, and some other things are going to get a little wonky in our, our economy, but it's a necessary evil that they have to do. So um, just the fact that it's going into contraction is, I guess it's a positive the way I look at it because if you don't have that as a result of the this tightening, this raising interest rates, then then there's a very good chance that inflation can continue. I'm not saying it, it has they have halted it, but it somewhat starts with some contraction, mild contraction. You you hear about soft landing in the economy. So so just being a little south of fifty uh, is is indicative of a, of a soft landing. But if you if you get into the mid to low 40s, even into the high 30s, now you're hitting maybe the area of a, a little bit harder landing and more contraction in the economy. So the the numbers are relative, um, you know. But what it's what's interesting is again um, some of the components. Um, so you can you get into the weeds here. I'm glad you stopped me because. I, I will do that very quickly. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah, and, of that and, and t- well, frequently. You, you mentioned a moment ago there there are like nine metrics and and what's that mean? Like what what, what do these cover? Like what are what are the areas that you look at when you talk about uh, the ISM and their report? Yeah, so some of the areas are cover, like new orders, um, production index, prices index, uh, the employment index, um, inventories, these, these imports, exports. Those are the things tracked here. And, um, you know, so for instance, uh, uh, the demand eased slightly over the the past month and how that was, that was measured was new orders, um, in the inventories as well as the export orders. Those, those contracted from the previous month. Um, output consumption was, was neutral. Um, but it's interesting the only re- reason why it was neutral is there's two components, production and employment. Uh, employment actually expanded. It's the only component of the nine that showed expansion, but the, the production component contracted. So between the two, neutral. Okay? So you can make some, some generalizations here. But again, it's, it's just it's very helpful to see month to month and even longer periods 
of where we are. But I would say it, it's nothing uh, you know, sh- shocking um, in terms of the numbers, but it doesn't indicate that we are, you know, contracting and, and, and likely, you know, heading into at least a mild recession. And to the extent of, you know, price control, you know, in terms of inflation, I think that will have a lot to do with whether or not we, you know, the, the Fed has to do a harder, harder, you know, pullback on, on the economy. That is causing it to go into more uh, recessionary constraints due to higher interest rates. Yeah. And can you talk about the consumption? I know that you and I have kind of touched on this in, in other programs because it just feels like our society just continues to buy and buy and buy and buy. How does that wrap into what it is that you're talking about today? Well, so, yeah, one of the little things in the report I saw was inventories uh, are, are still too low. Um, now, there there is some expansion of, uh, of the inventories index, believe it or not, but from last month, but they're still fairly low from a historical standpoint. So that has this, uh, what you're you're referring to, you know, consumer spending. Yes, consumers have been very strong. They've because they've had very very inexpensive, cheap uh, money to to use to leverage to buy things, and uh, that's been that cheap money is is really one of the main roots of all inflation. It, it's just too much money chasing too few goods. That's classic. So that's what we have here. We have inventories still fairly low. So that's a, a, a supply constraint, and then obviously we're, we're we don't have the easy money anymore. So again, higher interest rates. Um, you know, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday. I forget who it was, and someone over the weekend. Same thing. Um, they're, they're talking about buying a home, or you know, selling and buying, whatever it was. Uh, the current mortgage rates too high. Don't want to do anything. So the housing market definitely slowed and as it should because it was really uh, <laughs> really out of con- if you looked at the prices in, in the last few years in certain markets especially but I think across the board yeah the housing market benefited from low interest rates but then it then it really uh, got out of control so let me just ask you so. this question yeah too and I don't know if there's any other area you want to cover but I just want to make sure that we clarify. And folks, if you're just joining us, this is Tom Verostek with Q3 Capital Management. And he can help you with with, um, with suggestions on, on where you can use your money, put your money in, and we can talk about that in a moment. But, uh, Tom, when you're talking about contraction and expansion and this report, you've also said recession and no recession. Those aren't the same – those aren't equal, right? I mean, it, it's not – we can't replace one word with another. They're, they're two separate items. I think they're, you know, recession and contraction are definitely related. Um, how they're measured is, is several different ways. Um, and, and you might be asking yourself, so why is a, a financial planner and, and investment advisor you know, so deep in the weeds here on, on an ISM report? And um, I think it's just because of the level of detail we, we, we cover so that we can connect the dots. Um, you know, nobody knows where the market's going, but we try to at least get an idea of the trend 
and these are these are very very transparent trends that we're getting right now in terms of inflation and interest rates uh, as it relates to the market and parts of sectors of the market that can benefit in this kind of environment and and, and those parts of the market that are will be detrimental to the investor so that's why we're, we're getting in the weeds here um, but yeah for instance uh, you know I think it's important to know I was just curious many years, about a decade ago, did a little study just on my own, pulled up some data about, you know, the connection of inflation and the overall market performance. And, you know, we found some correlation of, of you know, when inflation starts to go over a certain point, um, the effect it might have on the overall stock market during that given year or that given period. So there, there, there definitely the stock market doesn't really welcome <laughs> higher inflation um, and we we definitely crossed that line in late 2021 uh, as we enter 2022 so it was no surprise to us that that inflation was what it was as it related to then what the Fed had to do and then what we saw with with interest rates and bonds so uh, these are all connected um, it's not often that they're so um, drastic such as what we're seeing but I think for most people that's that's what has our attention um, so the ISM is important and uh, I guess in the end uh, I'm sorry Tracy. oh no I was just going to ask you I was going to ask you about some industries if any industries reported a growth but I just want to ask you first if you have any other observations that you want to share before we get into those industries yeah uh well, actually, uh, why don't we jump to that, and then I can I can give you a, okay. little, a summary. Okay. Fantastic. Report, okay. Because really, uh, unfortunately, there there's only two industries that were reporting growth um, at the end of the year, and that was uh, primary metals and the petroleum and coal production uh, group. So, basically, materials. Uh, if you if you could actually group group those two together in a, in a the materials commodity related some degree and that that in in the face of gasoline prices coming down so not all commodities going up uh, and showing stronger demand in December but those two um, were were reporting growth in December only those two interestingly so but yeah the this this report definitely like I said I think is is showing a mild contraction um, it's I guess what you know there there is relief understanding that that if everybody's expecting a, a recession and the Fed has gone to such an extent extreme you might say some say too much um, but I think they're I think they in my my opinion is that they've done what they had to do I I felt that they were a bit late in getting in the game um, they should have started the tightening in 2021 um, and uh, maybe they might admit that too but nonetheless I think uh, they did catch up and uh, did what was necessary um, as Tracy you and I have talked about in previous shows Paul Volcker was the, the last Fed chairman that had to do something difficult like this mm-hmm. and you become a very unpopular individual in, in the face of uh, everybody that doesn't want you to take the punch bowl away and uh uh, so I didn't think Jerome Powell had it in him, but I, you know, 
and, and the job's not done yet. Uh, this could be a little longer journey than, than we all want. Uh, but as history has shown, you know, I was just looking at some of the some of the numbers from uh, you know the last time we saw inflation at this level, and as you may know, uh, that was nineteen. A lot of people will cite 1980 and 81, really through the first six months of 1982. Uh, but it actually stretches back to, you know, earlier in the 70s. So you go back to 19, you know, 73, 74, inflation was, you know, 6.2, 11.1. Um, but those are significant numbers. And then, and then they kind of came down in single digits, but still high single digits. And then 1979-80, right about when Paul Volcker was nominated, back up to 11, 13 and a half, 1980, okay? Um, so during that stretch, the, the, the S&P was down, 1973, down 17%, kind of close to where we were last year, 1974, uh, minus 29%. Um, but then a couple of good years in the market, up 31, 19. So you, you get you get more volatility, generally speaking, with all of the inflation. Um, and I, so I, I guess my, my point is that licking inflation can take a while once it's set in motion. Now, just based on historical data, you know, I don't have all the answers. But based on the historical data, it can linger. Um, I, I like it is somewhat of a domino effect that you once the first domino is is, is has fallen it, it keeps going round and round and uh, you've got to catch up to it so um, but yeah generally right now I would say if I could summarize the report the you know the, the raw materials inventories showed some growth um, customer in inventories were too low as I said before prices decreased slightly and we saw that in the consumer price index too um, for the last month well yeah a few weeks ago it dropped down to 6.5 uh, for the past 12 months um, and then lastly exports and imports are contracting so that's interesting trade exports and in imports have contracted uh, just a bit so um, those you know, all this data just to come up with those four general general themes. Yeah. Um, well, but like it, I said, it, Tom, you're below 50. So. And, and you, you mentioned that, and so I just, I'm glad you mentioned that again because you mentioned that number 50. You mentioned, did you say this was every month, right? This report comes out every month? Correct. Okay. So every yes. month you're looking at this. You've said there's been a couple that have been slightly under 50. So at what point, again, do you and people in your shoes – um, I asked you before, like, what's the number that you can get concerned? I'm going to ask it a little differently. How many months go by that you see this under 50? Do you then start to get concerned? Like, is there three months, four months, six months? Like, how, what's that magic number? Well, uh, it, it, it can go on and on. And I, I'm not so, I, I think, yeah, to, to a degree, you have to look at, uh, how far below 50 it goes, how long it stretches. Um, you know, as long as it's near 50, it can always dance across the line, um, you know, for a month-to-month -month basis. So it's just one gauge that you want to follow. I think 
between the, the ISM and uh, the consumer price index, that can start to give you an idea of what the, the Fed will do. And that's really what the market's doing. Every time, you know, the, the CPI comes in lower or the ISM, you know, is announced, uh, you know, the market will react. And, and more strongly now, because they're kind of walking a high wire, both of those uh, are so watched because to some degree they will predicate what the Federal Reserve is going to do at their next meeting. So, um, so from all this, you know, we've seen the market have relatively decent strength, albeit more volatility in the recent months, but generally um, actually still in a, what, I, what we would observe as a, a downtrend from uh, January 1 a year ago. So, you know, the trend is still fairly, um, in a, in a, you know, down. Um, however, you know, the last few months, I would call it a little bit more sideways uh, within that trend. And um, that's what really where the rubber meets the road. Do people uh, feel comfortable staying invested? Do, do people feel comfortable investing if they have cash? Or do they not feel comfortable being invested? You know, those are those are kind of three kind of thought processes that I go through in terms of just saying where are we positioned, um, and based on some of these metrics, um, you know, where should we 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 be looking for opportunity? With volatility, I believe, and you hear this a lot, there are opportunities when volatility occurs. The market is definitely better priced, in my view, than it was a year ago. Uh, it was it was overpriced, overbought, and really no place to deploy cash. So there's there are def- definitely better opportunities. Are they? Is now the time? I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. So can't I can't say that for a fact. Yeah. Tom Verostek again. But, Q3 Capital Management uh, and Investment Advisor. Go ahead, Tom. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. Was, the only thing I was going to say was, uh, and I know we we're sort of running out of time. Um, it, so what does this translate to and what is the Fed projected to do? So, I, you know, from base, my basic research um, and, and what I'm hearing from various investment managers, um, you know, the, the Fed target, you know, right now we're at four and a quarter uh, on the Fed funds rate. Okay, we started the year at uh, zero last year. So basically four and a quarter percent increase. Um, on the Fed funds rate, um, so where where will it ultimately settle? Uh, I'm hearing somewhere between four and three quarters to five percent. I've heard as, as high as five and a half percent. So, bottom line is, I think we're close. Sure, looks like we're close. Certainly, with uh, inflation, the CPI coming down into to you know the six percent, mid six percent from where it was uh, in the nines, you know, back in the spring, late spring. Um, you know, that's, that's better. It's not where the Fed wants it to be, around two, but we're getting there. And the market is always thinking ahead. It's always gauging, you know, some, all of the all of these metrics. And so the market could get ahead of itself. Um, you know, will this continue on this trajectory of, you know, uh, inflation cooling, going into recession? And then I think that's what the market would cheer is, oh, now the Fed's got to drop interest rates and rescue the economy, you know, to bring back the, the basically 
the, the punch bowl, right? Right, yeah. That is what the market is waiting for. And that's really what the market has relied upon, if you think about it, for the past decade. You know, low, you know very, very low zero interest rate. Uh, and that is a very, they call that accommodative, but it is a policy that makes money cheap. So if you're going to spend you can borrow near near nothing, and that's that's the environment we're, we're we're so used to. And speaking to what you were asking me, yeah, we have become too used to that. I'm not sure I would expect that 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 environment returns anytime soon. Could it could, but I, I don't think it's going to be this year. Um, it, it, it in years to come, perhaps, but uh, I think more likely we could see re- re- interest rates. Staying just higher than they were in the last decade, yeah. for one, and you know, that's good for you know that's good for for people that own bonds. Yeah. You know they'll actually have a decent yield. So well, that's the positive, and, right? you, and I've said that time and time again. You talk about the Feds; they meet next week, right? I mean, we're talking to you on the twenty fourth, January twenty fourth. In case anyone sure, yeah. is listening to this at a different time on our podcast, but uh, talking to you now today, they they meet next week. Yeah. Next, uh, I believe it's thirtieth, thirty first, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, so, so we'll find out more. Normally, they have a they have a Tuesday, Wednesday went uh, meeting. But yeah, that's definitely next week. The, the 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 rubber will meet the road. All the all this data is uh, yeah in, important, but yeah. in the end, they control the price of money, and so <laughs> that's what people are most interested in. Right. What's it going to cost? Yeah, and how much more bar. is it going to cost? Because yep. I think everyone's really feeling right. the pinch, and, and we see the prices go up. We feel it at the grocery store. We feel it everywhere. So how much more are we going to have to pay? Yeah. Right. It'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, Tom, real quickly, I know I'm looking at the clock. We only have about two minutes left with you. Can you just give us a brief overview of what you do for folks? I, I've been saying that you're an investment advisor. What can we come to you for? Well, besides getting the weeds and, and uh this kind of stuff, which I, I find very interesting, but it does translate. Um, you know, we're, our, the company is Q3 Capital Management, and so we, we plan to the third quarter. Uh, we, we believe planning 25 years ahead, but also third quarter of our life is, is where uh, you plan to uh, retire and, and save for other things, life events, but also invest through those periods, and that, that is a tricky time. Um, which we believe through our our process uh, that we can manage uh, through the period transitioning from accumulation to distribution. That's the, probably the best nutshell I can give you. Yeah. Tom, uh, give us your contact oh. information if somebody would like to make an appointment with you. I think uh, email these days is, is the best. It's tom at q3capital.net. Uh, and uh, we do have telephones here, but if you email me with a question, I'll be happy to respond. And with that email, you'll get my contact information, telephone, et cetera, website. And uh, happy to answer any questions resulting from this, uh, this show. Also, uh, probably want to say, keep in mind that uh, we don't want you to make any investment decisions based on the content of today's discussion, as it is merely that, a, a discussion. Yeah, Tom Verostek, Q3 Capital Management. Tom, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Tracy.
Fantastic. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Folks, if you just joined us and uh, we're ending our conversation, what I'm going to do is point you to our website so you can listen to this program again or in, in its entirety. Just go to WISR680.com and you're going to pick in the menu bar, pick programs, and then drop that down to Let's Talk, and that's where you can get the information there. Thanks so much. I'm Tracy Morgan with the Butler Radio Network. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.